Coach, uh, as you see, we got us a new culture. I told you she coming to death row, y'all. So, uh, but anyway, I'm Oscar, as y'all already know. And then we're gonna start from my left and make it to my right. I'm Jessica Jelani Alvona. Yeah, and then the one y'all really been missing out on, uh, she behind the camera, but you'll hear her voice. You'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. So look, today we're gonna to talk about uh, this thing that we've heard our parents and grandparents say so many times. The Lord is on his way back. Why is it taking so long? <laughs> or is he ever coming? How y'all feel about that? Outside of the fact that we know he coming. But like for people that may be outside the body of Christ that may, you know, be in a different religious practice altogether, how do you know? What signs, what things do we know that tells us that what we believe as not only Christians but as Adventists that you know he's coming? Or Sabbath keepers. I would say I think it takes a measure of faith. Um, because we don't know the time or when it's going to happen. And we also know very little of time. So when it comes to faith, you have to believe that as we read the Bible, that this is something that's actually going to happen as it says it would. Mm. So if you have that measure of faith, you can kind of go with it like, ah, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I'm going to keep living my life in the expectation that it will, knowing that a lot of the people um, in the text of Hebrews 11, they were alive and they were living in faith for stuff that they didn't actually see come to fruition. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it didn't come to fruition. They just didn't get to be the person to see it at that time. So I feel like that's the same thing when you talk about the grandparents, the great-grandparents, the great-great-grandparents. Like they have faith in this, but they just didn't get to see it come to fruition. doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just like Moses crossing the wilderness for 40 years, he didn't actually get to go into the new promised land. It was Joshua who went in. Joshua and Caleb were the only ones that came out of Egypt and actually got to go in. So I kind of consider it the same way where there's only going to be a few people that were alive that are going to get to go up to heaven at the same time. Everybody else would have been dead at that time. Maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a faith thing based off of what you... Um, what you read in scripture, God is given multiple um, reassurances that he will um, come back. And he, he talks about, I don't remember specifically what verse it is, but how he prepares um, a place for us. And then you even go to Revelation, all these different things where he talks about how he is coming back and he is promise, promising us a place where he will um, take away all the pain and all those other things like that, but it goes based off of faith. And so you have to be faith, you have to be rooted, you have to have, um, but yeah, just like faith. Okay, so did you have anything you wanna say? Oh, no, go ahead. I, you? Oh, I mean, we're talking about faith, but also we have to remember this is one of those things where it's stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And if we look in Matthew 25 at the parable of the 10 virgins, that's exactly what it was. You know, we keep talking about how we know God is coming, 
but we also are not discouraged because he told us we don't know when he's coming, but we have the assurance that he is coming. And it's like, well, you need to be you need to be ready. And so if you don't know the story of the, you know, the parable of the virgins, it's like there was five that were wise and there were five that were foolish. They had they had enough. They were prepared to be out there all night, all day, all week. And that's how we need to be. And so what I know this could parallel into what does staying ready look like, right? That's reading your Bible. That's prayer. That's conversations like this. That's exchanges with other peoples, whether that be in a small group or whether it be in the sanctuary. So, all right, cool. I like what everybody had to say so far. But what do you say... To the person that says, like, the Bible isn't real. How do you convince someone who has no, zero Christian background or zero religious background, but, like, their grandparents was, like, sign of the times, like, you know, storms are getting worse. The Lord is on his return. So I know if people from Alabama or the South in general will... When I say things like the Lord is on his return, like you'll they'll they'll hear that and understand, like grandparents would say like any like two people get killed in a month, be like, oh, the Lord as the time as the what it was what's the what the Bible verse said? The uh as they were in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the son of man returns. Like, those are the type of things. So like what this so somebody might have heard this in '93, right? Somebody might have heard this. You can you can interject. I, I mean, I know I talk over people, so you can, <laughs> you're more than welcome to talk over me. But um, this was like in the '90s, people were saying this. Here we are in thirty oh yeah thirty years later, because I'm thinking '93 in specific in specific, not Pacific, but uh, in thirty years later, and nothing has still still has happened. How do how does a person with like no religious background take that and be like, yeah, I guess Jesus is really coming. I mean, the first thing I would say to that is, well, as soon as you die, your probation is closed. So the next thing is for you is Jesus coming. So it doesn't matter if you're thinking, oh, we all have to wait for this glorious time like in 1844 when they were like, oh, this specific day, this specific time he's going to come. No, because if you die, you know, five minutes from now, that's it for you. So when you're talking about, oh, these two kids got shot or, you know, this is happening, mudslides here and wars and rumors of wars are happening, that's it for those people. And so you have to, like Janine was saying, stay ready because you don't know when your life will end. So if you're doing the best to live a life that's in accordance with the principles that we believe in, then whenever that occurs for you, then you will have some kind of confidence. So if you're talking to someone who has no relation of, you know, Christianity or God, like I definitely would not start here. Not a starting place. But if they ask you, right, like if they ask you, then again, you just say, I would say the same thing. Like it's for you, it's when you die. You don't know when you're going to die. And I think too, it's, it's not our responsibility to convince people of anything it, we were not we're not told to convince it never says in the bible you need to convince people to believe that this is true more so to share like i it's my job to witness 
It is my job to tell you. I can tell you. And if you believe it or not, that's that's on you. Oh, yeah. And so you have that choice to believe. And so I would say being being that witness, sharing, sharing the word, I'll share the word with you. And then God will do the rest. Right. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's um, as a child and reading the Bible and stuff and you read about some of this stuff. And when people break it down, it's just like, yo, this sounds so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. So my what I would how I would uh Try to get someone to understand that not only is, like you guys said, Jesus coming because of I have faith that he's coming. Mm-hmm. I would, how I would kind of do it and I would, how I would charge anyone watching this video to do is, I've, I've been reading a book called More Than a Carpenter. And it just talks about the, the author started off as an atheist, but as he was in college, he was going around and he was like, um, why are like this particular group of people so happy, right? And he went and asked him, he went and asked one of the young ladies and she said, you know, Jesus Christ. And he was like, oh, I don't get into all that religion stuff. And she cut him off really quickly and was like, well, Jesus Christ isn't a religion. Long story short, within that Bible, he was, cha- I mean, within that Bible, within that book, he was challenged by these people who later became friends to prove the Bible incorrect or false or whatever. So he goes through like this long journey and figures out like the end result is the Bible is real. So how I would try to do it is proving the Bible. I let the person or I show the person that the Bible is scientifically true, right? Or his even historically true. And then I would take them back to Things that are in Daniel and that are in Revelation and some of the different prophets that kind of gives you key indicators that the world as we know it is about to, you know, it's about to go down. And to speak on, we don't understand time. The prophets in the Bible do give us an idea of how to understand time to a certain degree. Because about uh, a day for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Like that, yeah. See, that's why y'all, you gotta help your boy out, man. Help your boy out. But yeah, so there's time transactually. Like we we still can't fathom it um, in terms of how big it is. So they said like if the sun burns out, it would still take us eight minutes to even realize that here on Earth, and that's the sun, right? And we believe that God is outside of all of this, right? So we can do things instantaneously, but He's also looking at the state of humanity on earth and like, listen, <laughs> he knows the future, he knows the present, knows the past, all simultaneously. Um, and I was listening to a sermon yesterday, actually, that talked about, like, you can't be five minutes early to an appointment, you can't be five minutes late, because God has a destiny for you at that exact moment that you get there. So our concept of time and what it is, it's it pales in comparison to anything that's actually true. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I got to soak that one in because I think I might stand on the opposition of that statement. No, I think it's just she's talking about the difference between time like I right now time it's time. 2 o'clock mm-hmm. but the purpose of what's going to happen in that moment. So mm-hmm. like the difference between like the purpose of the moment and the actual time of the moment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. God might come tomorrow in time, 
but it's going to be the perfect moment for him to be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. so it's not necessarily about the win yeah. in our concept of how we understand what win is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more so like what that looks like in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's going to be like a thief in the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a in these streets moment. Definitely when I said that I heard Young Thug in my head. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely heard it in my head like a thief in the night. But yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I guess I just you know the biggest thing is um, there with like I was mentioned earlier the indicators that are listed in the Bible. Like, like one of the key things for me is like I just said, um, as it was in the times of Noah, so shall it be. Right. For me, it like makes me be like, cause as bad as we think the world is today, how bad was it mm-hmm. when Noah was told to build an ark? You no, know what I'm saying? Like that's like bad. how we're, bad was it? But like we're pretty much like on that same wave, like like very much. Um, I agree. I agree. We're <laughs> We're on that downward slope to it. No, yeah. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like, this, I guess it's one of those things where you just have to be like, yo, how bad? No, I feel it. Because, you know, we got, yeah. we got, like, we, just looking at the Bible, right? <laughs> basic, instru- basic instructions before leaving Earth, right? It started off a void. And the most high creator spoke and that thing started to happen. So it went from Adam and Eve not knowing what death was to here today, death is a con like we're almost numb yeah. to death. Mm-hmm. And there was a great reset, right? With the flood. So how bad pre-flood, like during the antediluvian time, did it have to be? Is <laughs> like what I'm thinking about. Like if we are dealing with, you know, people doing stuff to babies and people doing stuff to children, uh, people just running up in your house and taking stuff, people killing you for no reason, like people having quote unquote road rage and yeah. shooting into your car, not even knowing what the situation is, right? If it's that bad today. How bad was it? How bad was it? But I also think, too, like, imagine... So, our concept of what's bad comes from... We live here. We live in America where we feel like things are supposed to be a certain way. Whereas you have people who live in different countries where things are peaceful to them, right? Or So, I think his... I For God, what was bad is probably not even something that we can conceptualize in our mind because... It's, it's not going to make sense to us yeah. because it might look good to us. Yeah. It might look okay to certain people depending on where they're at. You know what I mean? Depending on what their life looks like, depending on their surroundings. Um, it might look okay to them, like the state of being. But yeah. for us, because I'm thinking right now, I would rather live now than live during slavery. You know what I mean? Like that seemed bad to me. Like I would rather live now than live during during you know like all that I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live through that I wouldn't be able to I would I say all the time you know when I think about history I don't know how my great-grandparents did it my great-great-grandparents did it I would die because I I couldn't I don't think 
from my mindset, my or my mindset of today, I would be able to take living in that time period. But that would have been considered really, really, really bad, right? Yeah, okay. And imagine if we everywhere we turn, there's people hanging from trees. There's all that going on right now, right? So I'm thinking, like, yes, that was bad. Yes, this is bad. It's two different kinds of bad. But I'm wondering. I don't. We don't know what God is. Um, I don't want to say waiting for, but we don't know what the breaking point is for how bad things are because things are just going to change for us. And the change might not necessarily only be towards bad. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, there's good, there's positive changes that happen on earth all the time. There's negative, there's positive. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what God's meter looks like for when, um, when there's time for that kind of shift. You know what I'm saying? Because I like, why not send a flood when everybody's getting, murdered like you know you brought all these people from another country to america and everyone's getting murdered and treated as slaves why not then you know what i mean so it's kind of like like, what's the meter just looking back like he gives that opportunity like you were saying this is the probation i think probation is not just not yet closed in regards Mm -hmm. to what you're saying right now like we have and everyone listening and watching has that opportunity right now Mm -hmm. because the next 20 minutes isn't promised. You know what right. I mean? So you had that opportunity to right now to like flip the script. Like you at that fork in the road, you can choose to go left and continue everything that you've been doing because it's right. comfortable. Yeah. Or you can go right yeah. and start to just literally just believe in something. So I think yeah. it's the battle of our minds and our mm-hmm. consciousness. Right, because when you were talking about the anti-Diluvian days, um, the every time that we look in the Bible where God was about to wipe out humanity or wipe out the tribes or something, it was always because their minds were yeah. continually evil. And that's what it says, their minds were continually yeah. evil. So I think that is one of the benchmarks when God is like, that's all true. right, this is it. But there's usually someone that's interceding for for them and when there's no that intercessor person isn't mm. there then they're destroyed and that inc- includes like nations that israel had to fight it yeah. includes the nation of oh, israel yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really all about so the mindset it's like were they able to find you know the, the argument can you even find 10 good people in this land I was just right. can you find so i think yeah, that, that that's god is still yeah. able to find good people yeah. in our land right. yeah. and so that's one of the things that might be still saving us at this point like exactly. but they say your grandmama's prayers might yeah, be yeah, 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 really yeah. all about the mind and the consciousness and yeah. our collective state so in that story like that you were just bringing up too what i'd like to put out is when the time comes <laughs> and you don't know who god is asking to find him 10 people or one person mm. but if you are with that person and he tells you do not look back <laughs> Don't look back. You know what I mean? Because it can get uh, it can get real. It can yeah. go down in the field. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, and that was about the mind too. Because yeah. like, why would you need to? Why would you even look back? Like you've been instructed by an angel, which we an angel just told me to do something. Why am I trying to do something else? Yeah, <laughs> why am I going to be like no? And then now like, I'm okay. I'll just do what I want to do. Yeah. But no, it's because the mindset is like, right. oh, wow, I really need to see what's happening behind me. Or maybe the screams. It could have been like screams Ooh. of terror that were yeah. like, ah. And she true. was like, Woo, what's going on? 
know, I mean, my healthy self. <laughs> it would have been a lot of restraint to do what I have been informed to do. And I feel like we battle that constantly as well. Oh, so. No, I was just going to say, thinking about that story, find one good pe- person or 10 good people. Imagine if like God told you to do that. Mm. You know oh, I'm coming mean? for y'all. I'm finding like, y'all. But I'm saying, like, how I'm, many people? God be like, I need ten. I'm gonna be like, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, right, seven, right now. But that's like a self check, right? Because yeah. is everyone gonna see you as mm. that good person? Yeah. Because wow. there are people who know you, mm. who know you're a good person, and then there's people who you might not have positive interactions with, mm-hmm. who yeah. might not think that you are one good person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like for me when I hear that, I think like self check because. You don't know who God's going to use ever. Yeah. And that's why it's important to be who you're supposed to be all the time. That that witness, that loving person, that person who loves people. Because if God tells that person I cut off on the street driving here to find 10 good people, they might be like, hmm. Can't get that one. <laughs> I promise you, especially, especially out here in California, I, find me 10 good people. There won't be none of them people in traffic. No, not one. You hear me? (laughs) But that's the beautiful thing about communion, right? We have communion four times a year. That's our reminder to check ourselves. And I think we've done a good practice here at this church of making it clear this is an opportunity, even if you need to write down what it is that you need to apologize for because you don't have the courage necessarily to go to that person. That's the mindfulness within that, the intention behind it mm-hmm. is noted and recognized. And hopefully at one point you'll get the experience or have the opportunity to tell mm-hmm. that person one-on-one, I wronged you. Mm-hmm. I have acknowledged that. I realized that mm-hmm. that was not good for me to do and it wasn't good for you. You know, So like you were saying, I think I'm a good person. There's people who know I'm a good person, but there is someone out there who has a slightly different perspective. Right. Right. I am the villain in their story. That's hitting thumbs down on Sister Girl Tuesday. No, but you know, that's that's one of the beautiful things about communion. It gives us that opportunity to check ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. am I in a place, am I in a state where I can participate in this ordinance of humility? Can I go through with this service? I'm saying, yes, there are multiple times beyond the four opportunities of communion that we can check ourselves. Right. But just reminding to really be mindful of that cer- ceremony yeah. and use it as a time for reflection. Since we, when we talk about communion, like, uh, since we're on that right now, uh, <laughs> I, you know, as everybody who's a consistent watcher, know, I didn't grow up at Mentis, right? So, um, the one thing I like about the way we do communion is the uh, the lowering of self. Because to do communion here, you got to touch some people's feet. And listen, for me, that's humbling. If I'm going to do it, I done humble myself. Because, and I mean, that's part of being a follower of Christ. Like Anyway, you have to decrease self to allow Christ to mm-hmm. increase in you, right? Man, I've been so happy with COVID. With COVID, they were like, yeah, we ain't watching washing no feet right now. Man. I looked, I looked up. I looked up. I said, Lord, thank you. And now I'm about to get married. So whose feet I'll be watching? The wife. So I ain't got no problem. But yeah, that 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 to me, just speaking to bring it back into what you were saying about communion, not only is it a way to like have that 
that moment to like bring yourself. What did, I forgot the word y'all use. I be zoning out. But for me, it's the, the, yeah, it's the self check. Yeah, it's the self check. The self check. Thank you. But for me, it's the uh, the humble or the humility it creates within. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, cause how when you think about just the story of the Last Supper, right? Like how many of y'all can sit at a table? And have a meal with somebody you know about to turn you over or stab you in the back or do something. How do you know? Like, how can you sit there and know that and still be willing to break break bread? Like, to me, when I think He's about communion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because you break bread. But it's going to be some other things breaking. It's going to be some other things breaking. I feel that. You're right. You're right. But be peaceful and court like in person. You know, and love them through exactly it, the whole time. Exact yeah. and for thirty funky pieces of silver. Wow. I tell you what, what Jesus' life was worth thirty pieces of silver. But going back to the humility um, aspect, it kind of reminds me of the question that Janine posed earlier, which is, "How are we staying ready? Or what does that mm-hmm. look like?" Yeah. And to me, part of that is the humility, but it's also the commission, which is. One, going and telling people about the word of God, but more importantly, feeding the hungry, helping, you know, clothing people that need clothes, um, just being the light in the world that people may need to see, Mm -hmm. right? And it's living a life that's in accordance with that. That's what helps you stay ready for God's return. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You sound like you're about to get in there. You sound like you're about to get in there. Well, I kind of just want a little bit just just backtrack, you know, as you said in the question, like, you know, we've been hearing it all our lives and just even to give a commission to other people, um, you know, I think it's important that if you feel and you are tired or starting to lose faith in believing that Christ is going to return because you've just been hearing it over and over again, I think, you know, from our conversation, you should really do a self-check. Yeah. Yeah. And you should ask God to give you hope, to restore that hope. Because at the end of the day, like this is one of the greatest hope that God has given us, that he is going to return and he is going to give us, we were going to be in heaven and there are not going to be the pain that we experience on earth. And it's just going to be a grand and lovely time. And so I think, you know, there has I commission you to be able to do that and not only that if you are a new believer search for the hope you know as the woman said like this is kind of taking a revelation or just this aspect can be a lot so find your hope in Jesus first and then move forward into um, Christ's return but I it, it starts with with hope being intentional about praying for that hope because once you have that hope it's like a feeling that like I I don't know, like it's it's just something different. It hits different, you know. And personally, from my experience with losing people, like to imagine, like yes, like it feels like forever that Christ is going to return. But to think about that, God has promised us a place where there is no more hurting to to whatever our struggles are. Like you know, for me, that's worth continue to hope for, even if He does not return while I am living. Yeah, right. you know. So I just think. To kind of just bring that back to that aspect is like something important. Yeah, that's yeah. 
And yeah. I think the relationship too, like the further you develop your relationship with Christ, the more, the easier it is to believe the promise. Even, even if it's taking a while, I feel like when you don't have that relationship, you're, you're waiting on an empty, like it, it's, it's empty. It's not, it's not the same, the same way that if I'm in a relationship with a human, if the, the further we go mm-hmm. into this relationship, the more I trust you, the more I, I know what to expect. And if you tell me something, I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to stand on that faith that I have on this relationship. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with like your relationship with God, it gets stronger and stronger, the more you develop it with him. And then yeah. you can stand on that promise because you, you have built this strong enough foundation in him to be able to know that what he says mm-hmm. is true. And then, and then challenge it. Challenge it. Mm-hmm. Like, challenge it. God will show himself strong. Like, yep. we can talk all about it and right. try to defend God, but God don't need us to defend no, right. him. Be so, challenge him. You know, like, <laughs> challenge him. Like, for real, like, challenge him. And, like, as you develop the relationship, like, those things will come where you will challenge him. But, like, challenge him. I, like, yeah. I dare, I triple dog the you. Challenge him. Oh, like, let him, him, like, just, let him reveal himself. And he's like, know? where are you when I told the sea where to stop? Oh, yeah. Because, like, too. we <laughs> can say what we want to say, but, like, like, I have the complete faith that if you challenge God, like, he will show himself strong enough to where, like, oh, you'd be like, oh, Thank yeah, you. I heard you. Thank you. I heard you better enough, you know? Sweat in the ground. But, but I'm just, you know, if y'all saw me bust out with a little smirk. Uh-oh. My girl just said, if you're in a relationship with a human, <laughs> I hope all y'all watching. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I hope y'all dealing with humans. But if y'all ain't dealing with humans, <laughs> I mean, we got you know something what? else we have to talk about. You know <laughs> but, uh, they are supernatural beings. You know yes, what? Yes, they they are, and they let's take Let's take a, I did, like I know we, we, we talked about you know the Jesus return, but I kind of want to like uh, pivot or turn the corner to something else that you said that provoked the thought, right? How do we prevent ourselves from becoming numb as followers? Because I'm sure it's followers mm-hmm. that watch mm-hmm. as well. Like, how do you prevent prevent yourself from becoming numb to it? Mm-hmm. Like numb to going to church on the Sabbath, numb to uh, studying to try to show yourself, a, you know what I'm saying, approval, right? Yeah. How do you prevent yourself from becoming numb to like, or feeling like you're just going through the motion? Like, all right, it's Monday. I'm going to read out of the book of Proverbs today. Oh, it's Tuesday. I need to hear from Paul. So I'm going to just choose one of these letters today. You know what I'm saying? How do you prevent? And I, I have an idea, but I want to hear. Hear you guys, what y'all feel about that on this pivot real quick. (laughs) It's like, you done it now. You put that talk down, you know what I'm saying? It's like intentionality um, is really that because I feel like at some point you are going to recognize it and there will be something that will slap you in the face and be like, Okay, like I slap you in the face. Like, okay, like wake up, like you know, you need to be a little bit more attentive. I think it, it just goes with intentionality. It's so like easy to say it, but it's like such a real thing because with everything else, like you have to be intentional about checking yourself about certain things. So we, I know you're saying the intentionality, right? So you know, for I'm sure a lot of us, it's habit to. 
read our Bible or if something mm -hmm. happens mm -hmm. and you needed uh, something to lift you up, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for me, it's Isaiah, right? Whenever I'm down, you guys sung it during the service, like uh, the song that Maverick City, Wait. Oh. Uh, oh, so, yeah. like, that's literally yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, that's a habit for me. Like, all right, the Navy's kicking my back, kick my backside in. I'm down on myself. I go straight to Isaiah. Isaiah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having issues with my uh, fiance. Let me, go to, let me go. No, no, no. Not even Isaiah. I go to Proverbs. Proverbs. Like, let me go to Proverbs, right? Or anything like that. Like, if I, like, I'm consistently having trouble believing that God is real, I'm going to go to Hebrew. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go there, but, and I intentionally do that, and it's a habit now. But what about when it's been a habit for so long that you lose the intentionality? Like, now it just becomes a thing where you just like, I got kicked in the teeth. Let me go here. I would say, for me, it's mindfulness. And cool. for me, it's always the breath. The breath of life that's inside of me. So I don't necessarily have to go to a scripture. Oh, I can yeah. just be in that moment and just... And I'm like, well, thank you, God. Because I just know all of the complex things that just happened in my body by just taking a breath. And I mm -hmm. control none of it. Yeah. None of it. Right? So that kind of puts you in that perspective, like, wow, I didn't have to have that breath. Or if I said something wrong, I, did I just use that breath in the most effective way yeah, to help going forward, to you know, yeah, like to when God? You that so it helps you, that and time in nature, because when you look at nature, you can kind of marvel at things. And again, just coming outside of your head for a moment and being like, this is nothing that I control. This is nothing that... Um, it's here because of what I did. Mm -hmm. It's here because of who God is mm -hmm. and who God is for the planet, right? Yeah. Not just for me. I, I'm not the only person that has breath, yeah. right? Right. I'm looking at the leaves and they're moving wind. Okay, what is that? So it kind of puts me into that state to not take anything for granted. Mm -hmm. The life that we live, the time in which we are placed, right? mm -hmm. I don't take that for granted. Mm -hmm. I don't take it for granted being a black woman in this generation, in this particular time. I don't take it for granted what my great-grandmother had to go through to get to this point, to live the mm -hmm. life that she lived, so that I could have a generational blessing of peace, yeah. right? And the work that has to be done for me to uh, push the next generation forward. Mm -hmm. So when I'm thinking about that and assuming, you know, that there is another generation, because we don't know when mm -hmm. Jesus is coming back, then we have to keep living <clears> our lives as though... It could be right now or it could be, you know, mm -hmm. 20 generations later. Mm -hmm. We don't know. So the life that we live has to be of such a way that we are in one accord with nature and with yeah. God. And for me, that's the breath. Mm -hmm. Which also is Yahweh. So just throw that out there. I, I think she she did yeah. she did on the know and yeah he, and I feel like also well you said the Holy Spirit that's why no the Holy for sure the Holy Spirit and he will talk to you so I was gonna say um, along going with that it's like humbleness right because I feel like sometimes we could be so in our habits mm -hmm. but God 
or people that God is sending has been coming to break our habits. But because we're not so humble, we won't sit down to listen to what they have to say. So I think there's a certain level of humbleness that has to mm-hmm. comfort. Because I, I do believe that God will send the person. God will speak to you directly about your habits. Yeah. If once it becomes, once you start becoming them. So I don't think it's like. I, I don't think that he never talks to us about it, but I think it's like, are you going to listen? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, because um, you said, how do you not become, like, stagnant no. or, like, yeah. numb? No. And I, that that relationship is, is kind of like when there's something I know just in life that I am really determined to do, um, I make sure that I focus on that and I set up my life so that it's able to happen no matter what. And I think if God is at the center of your, like your relationship with God, if that's at the top of your list, then the intentionality that you have towards that looks so different. And and it's almost, it's hard for it to become stagnant because you are constantly working on that. You know what I mean? And it's not something that, um, like I, you do get into these habits because like for me, I've, I've been at church my whole life. I grew up from birth till from knee high today. to adult. Like I, I go to church out of you know <laughs> what? I cannot. What? <laughs> what? You've been in church since you knee high to adult. For real, like I mean, church is just what what you do. Yeah. You know, it's what when you grow up in a family that goes to church, you just do that. And then if you're an adult who decides that that's what you're gonna stay doing, then that's what you stay doing. And so. Um, if you do that without relationship, it, you can be that person who goes to church and has these habits and has this like these ways and you go to church all the time, you go to Bible study and you do this because you, you can easily be that person without relationship. It's easy. Um, and I've had stages in my life where I've been that person, where I went to church and it was habit and it was like what was expected and it was what you what I did. Mm-hmm. However, um, as I've gotten older and I've, as I've realized the importance of that relationship all the time, when I spend more time being intentional about it, then it, it never gets stagnant because now there are times where I do need to redirect myself, but it's not like the same thing as it going stale. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, and I think as soon as you start to notice it, it's like, God help me. Yes. Yeah. Because I, you know, even on my job, I'm always saying, okay, I'm an extension of what Jesus did, right? And helping to heal people mm-hmm. and helping them to have a better understanding of how their bodies move and interact mm-hmm. so that they can live a healthier life, yeah. right? And there are times when it's like, well, I got to do all this stuff for the job parameters. You know, the job wants me to do this, 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 this. And you very quickly get overwhelmed and you're like, this is so frustrating. Right. And, the sky ah, is falling. Exactly. This and then it's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is what they want. Mm, God put me here for a specific mm-hmm. purpose to interact with these specific people on my schedule today, whether I yeah. like them or not. And I have to do what God told me to do a lot first. Of times first that's true right mm-hmm. but it's, it's like i have to do what god said first that's true and that's not I, I understand that we still have we're we still you know, protocol we're we, we still have, have right, right. we got to do things in accordance with you know our job requirements but at the same time we have to do it with the spirit i have a, a patient right now who um at the end of her session she's like you're on a mission and the first time she said it to me uh it was like wait did she what did she just say because like, she was like walking out mm-hmm. out the door and i was like huh 
And then the next time she said it, and I was like, and you are too. Because then I got that she was talking about a spiritual mission, mm. right? Mm. Even though this was a, a physical therapy session right. in which we didn't, you know, she could have like know that I'm a Christian or that mm-hmm. I'm a God-like person. And right. for her to say that after the first time we met, like, yeah, you're on a mission. And then I come back the next time and I'm like, so yeah, you're a Christian. Cool. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're a Christian. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so, and have some more command. So that's one of the ways that we kind of combat that numbness mm-hmm. to be like, okay, why am I on this earth in this particular time right now? So mm-hmm. it's uh, just, we, I know we've been going for a little bit. You know, we're ready to finish this thing out in a little bit. I'm saying a little, little bit, bit a little bit. <laughs> but it was something you said that I'm a tie to something Jelani said. But before I tie that, you two, you, Jessica, <laughs> when you were talking about coming up, going to church uh, as a child and being in church all your life, it just really made me think about I, Proverbs. That's why I put my phone mm-hmm. out. Proverbs 22 and 6. And then, you know, I read from that. King James. All right, King James. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart depart from it. it. Mm -hmm. So this will go out to, like, the younger parents Mm -hmm. who may kind of be trying to figure out how to handle, how to get their child to do what they need to to do, Mm -hmm. or how to make sure that they don't take that left when they hit that fork, or keep straight (laughs) and be a crash dummy. But just bring them up, bring them up in the way that you know to be right, to be moral, to be Christ-like, to be just Holy Spirit-filled. Bring them up in that way. And no matter what you see while you're trying to instruct them in that way, like my mother always tells me, she was like, she said, I stopped worrying about you at birth. Because mm. at birth, powerful. I gave you over to God, wow, so I already knew that what is, was gonna happen. Yeah, listen. And <laughs> so, so you at birth. If, yeah, wow. she says that. And from that perspective, That's like crazy. it's not a coincidence mm-hmm. that in my thirties, after years of. Being in these streets. Show the shirt. His shirt says, Lord, protect me while I'm in these streets. <laughs> but years of being in these streets, being out here, running, a uh, little child running wild. Curtis Mayfield? Never mind. But anyway, after doing all that, and in my 30s, finding my way back to church or back <laughs> to God, it's, well, not, it's not a coincidence. It's mm-hmm. actually... It's by yes, it's by design. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and not my not my mom's design, but by okay. by by the Most High God's design. Because mm-hmm. my mother, under certain circumstances, was able to give birth to me. And I can't remember who this who did this in the Bible, but she realized that I wasn't her child, yeah. but I was God. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't right. her child. Yeah, Bible scholar. <laughs> I wasn't her child. <clears throat> I was God's child. Mm-hmm. And now, here I am, 36, about to be 36 years later, and I'm doing a podcast trying to get people like myself who sometimes read the Bible and be like, man, what is this? 
and just be able to understand like it's okay because in this world that we live in a lot of times they don't want people to talk about Christ they don't want people to talk about God and I hope I don't offend anybody with what I'm about to say but at the same time I stand tall on it uh, you don't see people outside of America attacking the Islamic culture or the Islamic faith as much. You don't see, you definitely don't see people attacking Jews. You don't see people really putting onslaught on the Buddhist and the uh, Hindu religion or faiths. Mm -hmm. But Christianity for my conscious life, as much as long as I can remember my conscious life, has consistently been yeah, under attack. Yeah. Like, as Christians, you are always finding yourself having to defend something about Christianity for some reason. But you never really hear about that with the Jewish faith, the Hindu faith. Nobody ever really questions that. So that also lets me know that I'm kind of on the right path. Can I say something about that? That's so true. That's we, And this is like short little segue. But at our school, we take off. Eid, like we don't have school for Eid, which is a Muslim holiday. Mm. Um, but like you Easter, know, you have we, been there. we have been there for Easter. Yeah, like we we don't get to say like he sent out a whole our principal sent out a whole message like Happy Eid or Happy um, Ramadan because Ramadan started, which yeah. is great, you know, yeah. for those who celebrate. But for Christmas, it was Happy Holidays. Yep, it's like oh, we don't want to offend people and yep. say we couldn't have a Christmas party. We had a yep. holiday, holiday party. party. We yep. can have a Christmas. Um, or party in our classroom. It's a holiday party. We couldn't have um, all these things that are directed towards Christian beliefs and Christian religions have to be generalized so that everyone's comfortable. Fact. But then whenever you are talking about other religions, it's okay to single them out and to celebrate. Yeah. But it's not okay to celebrate Christianity. And I just thought that was interesting. I think that's another podcast idea. I'm not going to say anything right now, but I feel like that's a whole <laughs> I mean, conversation. Yeah, that's crazy. Because we can, we can get into get, some of the, the, histo just, the history of that. Yes. Just yeah, made me forget uh, the other point. My time. <laughs> no time. I thought you wrote it down on your phone. No, 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 no. Oh, you know, I didn't write down that. Down. Down. Listen, listen, listen. About to slap on the face a minute from now, someone else can be talking. So, and y'all will see the text. Like, hey, then what I was talking about. <laughs> um, but it had something to do with the um, being humble. Humble. There it was know. humble, and something you said. Oh, I kind of remember. You said something to the effect of. Um, Came back. Yeah, it did. Like uh, don't distract them, Taking though. that breath <laughs> and mindfulness. mindfulness. Being mindful, right? <laughs> But um there takes a I won't even say a certain that takes a huge amount of humbleness because you said what it was, I, I it's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> you said um when you Lord, when you feel numb, when you're feeling numb, mm -hmm. you like, Lord, I need your help. It takes a huge yeah. amount of humbleness mm -hmm. and humility and meekness to even realize yo I'm heading down the unbeaten path you know what I'm saying like God has laid down the beaten mm -hmm. because a lot of people love to say you gotta take the unbeaten path I take the unbeaten path I go against mm -hmm. the grain in certain cases that's cool 
But when you're dealing with salvation for your soul, mm -hmm. you might want to take that that road that's Straight been paved and, and laid down. I'm taking a hike. I don't even... <laughs> I'm going to be exactly. in yeah. You want to do that, and but when you feel yourself headed down mm -hmm. uh, a strange or unfamiliar path, that's when you have to be able to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. And to humble yourself, it takes a level of meekness and mildness yeah. to be like, "Yo, I'm really messing up right now." Yeah. Yeah. To then say, "Lord, I need your help because yeah. I'm way off the course." I know you had it. You had me going down uh, I-5 North, but I'm all the way on 125 here no, in Chula Vista. Yeah. No, that's you know what I'm saying? So, Adam, that's why he was hiding because yeah. he was so embarrassed. Like, mm. Yeah. Like, why why are you hiding, Adam? I'm naked. Like How do you know you're naked, boy? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know Who told you you ain't got no clothes on? Exactly. <laughs> no, for real. For real. But yeah, I mean That's this, it. And this see, that goes back to the mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This has been a like uh really dope conversation, in my opinion. I know we probably normally go longer than now, but we trying to stay Within a, a time constraint, <laughs> but um, thank you guys for tuning in on whatever medium you're tuning in on, whether it be YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share on YouTube, whether it be on Spotify, like, subscribe, comment, or share. There it is, <laughs> or whether it be on. Apple Podcast. Oh, what you gotta do? Like, comment, <laughs> share, subscribe. There it is. <laughs> and uh, just like that, we about it here. Christ and culture. Mm -hmm. Have faith. <laughs>